ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா வெல்கம் டு திஸ் எபிசோட் எபிசோட் டென் ஆஃப் ஏஎம் ஏஎம் ஆஸ்க் மை எனிதிங் மண்டேஸ் ஸோ இன் தீஸ் எபிசோட்ஸ் வீ வில் ட்ரை டு ஆன்சர் யோர் கொஸ்டின்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் ஷில பிரபுபாத்ஸ் புக்ஸ் அண்ட் சம்டைம்ஸ் வி ஆல்சோ லேர்ன் அ லாட் ஆஃப் நியூ திங்ஸ் பேஸ்ட் ஆன் த கொஸ்டின்ஸ் யூ ஆஸ்க் ஸோ இட்ஸ் அ லேர்னிங் ஃபர் யூ அண்ட் மீ ஆல் ரைட் லெட்ஸ் டைவ் இன் டு இட் ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம ஜானதிமிராந்தஞ்சனலாக்கையா சக்ஷுன்மேலிதம் ஏனா தஸ்மை ஸ்ரீகுரவே நமச்சைத்தன்யமனோஷம் ஸ்தாபிதம் ஏன பூத்தலே ஸ்வயம்மம் ததாதிஸ்வதாந்திக்கம் வந்தேஹம் ஸ்ரீகுரோஸ்ரீயுதமலம் ஸ்ரீகுருன்வைஷ்ணவாம்ச்சீரூபம் சாஜாத்தம் சகனரகுநாதன்விதம் தம் சஜீவம் சாத்வைதம் சாவதூதம் பரிஜனசிதம் கிருஷ்ணச்சைத்தன்யேவீராதாகிருஷ்ணபாதான் சகனலிதாஸ்ரீவிஷாகான்விதாம்ச்சே கிருஷ்ணகருணாசிந்தோ தீனபந்தோ ஜகத்பே கோபேஷோபிகாந்தராதாகாந்தனமோஸ்துதே தப்தகாஞ்சனௌராங்கீராதே வந்தாவனேஸ்வரீ வஷானுசுதேவி பிரணமாமிஹரிப்பிரியாக்கல்பருபிய பாவனேபியோ வைஷ்ணவேபியோ நமோ நம நமோம் விஷ்ணுபாதாயிருஷ்ணபிரேஷாயூத்தலே ஸ்ரீமதே பக்திவேதாந்தாமினே நமஸ்தே சாரஸ்வதிதேவேரவாணீ பிரச்சாரிணே நிர்விசேஷூன்யவாதீ பாச்சாத்தியதேஷதாரிணே ஜய ஸ்ரீகிருஷ்ணச்சைத்தன்யபுநிதியானந்தீயதாதரீவாசிகௌரபக்தவிருந்த ஹரே கிருஷ்ண ஹரே கிருஷ்ண 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 ஹரே 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 ராம ஹரே ராம 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 ஹரே ஹரே ஸோ வெல்கம் டு திஸ் எபிசோட் டென் ஆஃப் ஏஎம்ஏஎம் ஆஸ்க் மீ எனிங் மண்டேஸ் அண்ட் Let's dive into the questions. All right. We are expecting a lot of questions and yes we have. One second. Let me just <clears throat> All right. Here's where we start. Okay. that is i think conflicting with the background 
Okay, never mind. I guess it's readable still. Okay, the first question by <coughs> a person named Krishna Chaitanya. The question is, Hare Krishna Prabhu, is there anything mentioned regarding Ayappa Swami in scriptures? Ah, well, <coughs> that's our contention actually, that there is nothing concrete mentioned about Ayappa Swami. <coughs> there is, um, I mean, they say, the Ayappa devotees, they say that uh, he was the son of uh, Lord Shiva and Mohini. Mohini avatar of Vishnu. But the incident is uh, described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, Mohini and uh, Lord Shiva, but there is no copulation between them in that description. Um, they refer to some reference from Brahmanda Puran of Harihara Sutta. They say something, but the name is like Shasta or something. But, uh, well, I haven't seen the shloka yet. Many places, I just googled once and they say it's a, there's some mention in the Brahmanda Puran of them, Harihara Sutta and uh, as you know, Hari is Hari, Krishna and Hara means uh, uh, Lord Shiva. But uh, I don't know, I've, I've not come across that shloka. I've been searching for the Sanskrit but uh, there's no mention. So, and that is also Shasta and Shasta there are many different meanings and some actually he is considered like a very great general in the demigods army or something like that something like uh, kartikeya but i don't know this ayappa other than that there is no it's just some folklore you know so there is no uh, substantial evidence at all so uh, there and even the whole mode of worship and everything See, this is the thing in Kali Yuga, all kinds of things are creeping in into the realm of Sanatan Dharma and they, they call it Hindu, Hinduism. Hinduism, as we know, the name itself is a foreign name. It, it does not belong to us. Our real religion's name is Sanatan Dharma. And um, unfortunately, the people, so-called Hindus, they are completely ignorant of their own religion to the point that they don't even know the name of the religion and um, what to speak so many modes of worship are creeping in so <clears throat> as far as i know there is nothing mentioned in the scriptures about ayappa uh, that is for sure there is no name ayappa in the whole vedic literature at all mm. I have done some research also into this, but did not find any substantial uh, evidence anywhere. All some traditional folklore, some folk stories or fake stories, I don't know. Next, um, hmm. <laughs> next question by Krishna Chaitanya again. <coughs> I'll make the background as black, you know. Let's try to see if I can do that.
Um, I think this is easier. Okay, yeah, I think this is easier to read. Okay, so the second question is also by Krishna Chaitanya. This, these comments, I'm saying, these questions were asked in the YouTube video of our previous session of AMAM. So somehow they haven't understood that <laughs> the questions need to be asked in this uh, Facebook link. Anyway, so the question is, why do we perform Arati? Is there any reason behind it? So all the items in the Arati are auspicious items. The incense, the, li the light, ghee lamp, then there is the water, which is Argya, and then um, the cloth, flowers, chamara, and the peacock feather, fan. So... <coughs> These are all auspicious items. In fact, um, during the installation ceremony of, uh, of the deity, these items and many, many items, like more than about, um, I would say, 50 to 60 items, all kinds of auspicious items are shown to the deity. So these are very auspicious items and uh, they are offered as arati. And why do we... Uh, well, turn them clockwise in so many different measured number of circles, you know. Is that, well, <laughs> I don't know. If Krishna wants us to turn them anti-clockwise, we will do that. If he wants us to move up and down, we will do that. Um, if he wants us to do clockwise as we are doing, we will do that. So whatever is pleasing to him, we will do that. Hmm. So that is the whole idea. <laughs> And the Chamara fan, um, I mean in the material world, I mean here, all the insects or mosquitoes are driven away by that. But then it's actually uh, soothing also because the air is blown. So basically it's like fanning him and um, even the peacock feather fan. So that's pretty much understandable. But the, um, the other items, I do not know why, why exactly we turn them in the num those number of circles like four, two, seven, you know, like so many measured number of circles we have to turn them in clockwise direction. Well, if the Lord wants it that way, we will do it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Next question by Krishna Chaitanya again. He is asking, what is the what is the Lord Narasimha and Lord Jagannath Swami Pranati? Kindly clarify Prabhu. So Narasimha, you can always chant the, nam the Namaste Narasimha, Prahlada Haladadayine, Hiranyakashipur Vakshah, Silatankana Khalaye, Ito Narasimha, Parato Narasimha, Yato Yato Yamita To Narasimha, Bahir Narasimha, Hridaya Narasimha, Narasimha Madhim Sharanam Prapadye, Tavakara Kamala Varena Kham, Adbhuta Shringham, Dalita Hiranyakashiputanu Bhrangam, 
Keshavadhrita Narahari Rupa Jaya Jagadishahari. So this is the Narsimha Pranati Mantra. Jagannath Swami, well, you can chant that uh, third verse of Jagannath Ashtakam. Uh, I will see if I can take it out. One second. So I think Mahambhudhestire Kanakaruchire Nila Shikare Vasan Prasadanta Sahajabala Badrena Balina Subhadramadhyastha Sakala Seva Vasarado Jagannath Swami Nayanapatagami Bhavatume. I will just try to put on the screen. This is uh, this is the one. I okay. Let me just put the translation as well. Um, yeah. This is the third verse of the Jagannath Ashtakam, composed by Adi Shankaracharya. This is the translation of it. So as you can see, maybe I'll just... Uh, okay, there you go. <clears throat> maybe... There. Maham bodhestire kanakaruchire nila shikare Vasan prasadantaha sahaja balabhadrena balina Subhadramadhyasthaha kasakala sura seva vasarado Jagannatha Swami Nayana Pathagami Bhavatume. So, this is uh, the meaning is on the shore of the great ocean within a large palace atop the brilliant golden Nilachal hill, Lord Jagannath resides with his powerful brother Balabhadra and his sister Subhadra who sits between them. May that Jagannath Swami who bestows the opportunity for devotional service upon all godly souls be the object of my vision. So, because I I thought of this verse because of um, the position of the deities that is mentioned, you know, Subhadra um, Madhyastha. So she is sitting in between, and then Balabhadra, Balabhadra and Jagannath are there. So that's why I thought of this shloka. 
I don't know if there is a dedicated um, another shloka for Jagannath Pranadim, but basically you can also chant Hey Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesh Gopika Kandara Adha Kandana Mostute. That is also uh, okay. Uh, this is uh, well specifically for Jagannath, so you can actually chant this. <coughs> Next question. Maybe I'll just keep it. Um, okay, next question by Guhan Kannan. This is also from YouTube uh, comments of our previous video. Dandavat Pranams, Dandavat Pranam. Prabhuji, what happens if a devotee gives the result of his devotional service, Krishna Prema, to a non-devotee non who is not eligible? How do you how do you give the result of your devotional service to a non-devotee who is not eligible? Well, everyone has to do for themselves. It's not that uh, my devotional what the result of my devotional service i'll give it to somebody else it is not like that you can show the path to them but then they have to do it themselves there is some concession for family members like it is said what that when a son um, becomes a devotee then you know many generations will be also become devotees and uh, if the husband is a devotee then the wife also gets the credit uh, in that way, there is some concession for family members. Otherwise, um, to, you know, okay, let me give my result of my sadhana to this person. I, I can't, we can't do that, <laughs> you know. The, the way a devotee, a pure devotee does, um, is he has the power, like Krishna Shetomar, Krishna Dite Paro, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had said. But that is, you know, first class devotee, Uttam Adhikari. We cannot try to um, imitate that kind of uh, level of devotion. So we have to follow the instructions and do it carefully. And uh, basically I, what I see is you want to help a devotee, uh, sorry, a non-devotee somehow or other. <clears throat> so that is good. So preach to him. If he is not favorable, give him prasadam. That's the best way. Uh, give him prasadam, ask him to read some books, you know, let him hear some chanting, whatever is possible. Uh, that way we, uh, you know, help. Like even see Prahlad Maharaj, he is thinking of how to help the fallen people. He, you know, everybody is making plans uh, to be happy in this material world. I am simply concerned with love for all these fools and rascals. He is saying that in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So it is, he did not say, let all my, uh, this pious credit go to him, go to them. All my devotional credit go to them, I will, um, you know, let them become devotees suddenly. No, he wants to help them. He wants to convince them. See, uh, even Vasudev uh, Datta, Vasudev Ghosh or Vasudev, Vasudev Datta, he said to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that, you know, let all the sinful reactions of the people of the universe 
all the souls of the universe come to me let me suffer for all of that let them go back to godhead because i can't see them suffering let me suffer for all their sinful activities so that much he is compassionate but chaitanya mahaprabhu said you know he he said what is the use if even the whole universe is now devoid of people that universe is just like one mustard seed in a bag of mustard seeds there are millions and trillions and trillions of universes so he appreciated the the compassion of vasudev datta but then he did not let it happen because um everybody has to fend for themselves ultimately our movement is called krishna consciousness it is the consciousness of the person that has to change um his heart must change so he has to um understand that he is an eternal servant of krishna and he has to be willing to serve krishna then yes there is there is a possibility of his changing his heart has to cheto darpana marjanam so for for that cheto darpana marjanam only chaitanya mahaprabhu came and um cheto darpana marjanam means to cleanse the mirror of the heart uh, therefore chaitanya mahaprabhu came and uh, gave us the harinam sankirtan by participating in sankirtanam sankirtan yagya our heart becomes cleansed so that's the way to do it so if you want to help the person give him harinam ask him to chant if he thinks he does not want to chant then give him prasadam something see we also started somewhere in many lives past somebody wanted us to become a devotee and then we were like ah what is devotional service <laughs> you know we may probably made fun of devotees or whatever but somehow they must have tried and that help has snowballed into our now becoming more serious right so same way likewise with others as well we can help as much as we can we should but beyond that it's uh, his it's his um, independence but definitely swalpamapyasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat whatever little he makes advancement in this devotional service will be his eternal bank balance spiritual bank balance so that will never go away from him so that's good right next question by guhan kannan again question prabhu ji does krishna do whatever is good for the progression of the jeevatma for example does he give results of action in a way in which the jeevatma comes one step towards krishna <laughs> we are sometimes worried you know whether krishna is doing it the right way or you know is he just allowing us to rot in this material world um, probably it would have been a little better if krishna like you know mercifully slapped us and you know made us aware that we are wrong we think of all these things like you know what it means actually that we are still blaming krishna for our suffering <laughs> because <clears throat> krishna i mean if we are ourselves thinking krishna is always thinking for our benefit right and he is always doing the best that he can hmm, to help us without interfering our independence uh, he is always doing the best possible thing for us because he is our father we are concerned whether krishna is 
suddenly when we come to krishna consciousness and then suddenly we think oh why did krishna even let me uh, rot for trillions of lifetimes if i came to know of this i mean a million years ago i would have been much happier right why didn't he show me even though i was unwilling or whatever if he showed me i would have changed <coughs> you know sometimes we think like this krishna would have done a little better you know why <laughs> so the thing is it only means that we are still blaming krishna for our problem and as for this question uh does he give results of action in a way in which the jivatma comes one step towards krishna yes all the time he is doing that but we can't see it for example suppose we do a crime right so he lets us uh he punishes us like you know with the law of karma and by doing that by undergoing the punishment we are actually uh what is that called um releasing our karma because once we experience the fruit of our activity that activity that we did the reaction of that activity is finished so once the reaction of the activity is finished we are one step closer to krishna the problem is though that we are creating more steps we are running on a treadmill basically because by doing more sinful activities we are again moving back we are taking one step forward and then moving back and then moving back and then moving back and sometimes even way back so um we're walking on this treadmill of karma so e- each new step is just is a step forward but like maybe five steps back again we are the ones asking for the such trouble and if you say why does krishna not punish us in a way which is you know more um, um, you know conducive for our advancement well the advancement will only happen if we desire so you see for example this hari krishna movement is existing all around the world right prabhupada's books are available all over the world now still millions and millions of uh, people in this world billions maybe they have no clue about the answer although it is right in their city it is right maybe it's right next to their house even but they're not they don't have access similarly this chance to associate with the pure devotee the chance to associate with krishna is there all the time just that we were not aware of it because our disposition towards god was not favorable we had so many material desires and if you know for example if you are marketing like you know okay i'll give you an example now you may be browsing some website or say watching a youtube video hmm or some facebook video whatever then you know sometimes there are ads in between what do you do with those ads what do you do skip you wait for those 5 seconds to finish and skip right <laughs> that's what you do you're not interested the, they are trying to come before you and tell you something but you just skip get lost i i, I want to enjoy this video you see that's exactly what we are doing with krishna so krishna is trying to advertise himself we want to watch the movie of our life and we want to direct the movie actually you know we want to like create the movie of our life and then we are busy enjoying those things and when krishna or his devotees try to even advertise themselves hey chan hari krishna eh get lost 
Take one Bhagavad Gita. No, no, no. No time. How much? <gasps> what? So much. <gasps> but for material education, the thousands and millions, thousands of or millions of dollars they will spend. But Bhagavad Gita, some twenty dollars or what they cannot spend. Their whole trajectory of their uh, journey in this material world is going to change by those few dollars, and they're reluctant to spend that. But they are more than happy to spend even triple that amount in a restaurant for some exotic dinner. See that? So, the more. In fact, I'm, I'm telling you my own example. Okay, I come from a Brahmin family, supposed to be very, very cultured, very spiritually advanced, and I come from Hyderabad, which is very near to Tirupati. I have been to Tirupati when I was a kid. And Jagannathpuri is just in the adjacent state. Yeah? I never knew about Lord Jagannath until I came to Krishna Consciousness Movement. And even after I came to Krishna Consciousness, I, I read Prabhupada's books. It said that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And I went to this Hyderabad Iskon Temple, Sikandrabad Iskon Temple. And I saw um, Radha Krishna, Jagannath, Baladev Subhadra. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Narsimhadev and I was thinking, whoa, I thought only we should worship only Krishna. Who are all these people? Okay, that is Krishna and Radha. But what is this? I was looking at Jagannath, I was like, who is this? You know? Why Why very weird form? You know? What is this? Why are they worshipping so many gods? I thought only Krishna is uh, God. I was thinking like this. <laughs> I never, I never saw them. I had no idea at all. Okay? And I used to stay in Hyderabad when I was a kid, when I was a six-year-old. I remember I was staying in my ancestral house and that was in a, in a, in a locality called Nampalli. Nampalli. And just in that same locality, there was the Iskon temple that Prabhupada set up. Srila Prabhupada personally set up that temple in 1975. I never knew. None of my, none of our family members knew. So you see, he's so close yet so far. It was only when I was questioning, you know, then the Paramatma somehow, you know, um, I mean Paramatma, not somehow. <laughs> so he is always there everywhere. <laughs> So he has seen some questioning on my part and he brought this devotee who sold some Bhagavad Gita's and I bought a Bhagavad Gita from him. And that's when those inquiries have led me to eventually, you know, uh, come in contact with this movement. And then, wow, I came to know that <laughs> it is all over the world. So I came to Singapore, I could, con I could contact the devotees here and then I started associating and that's how I, you know, join this movement. So, uh, he always, in other words, Krishna always does uh, things for our benefit so that we come closer to Krishna. But, as I said, like a treadmill, you, you know, he, he allows you to take one step forward by, you know, clearing the karma that you, that brought your suffering or enjoyment. Even enjoyment, for example, if you enjoy something, like if you achieve something in, you know, like maybe a sports gold medal or some academic excellence or something. Why is that happening? Because of 
the intelligence or some some capabilities that you have based on your previous life so that enjoyment that you're you know currently experiencing that is also because of previous karma and by enjoying that you are clearing that karma away or by experiencing suffering the karma is being cleared so we are getting one step closer but the problem is we are creating more more uh, seeds of karma and more steps that we need to pass so that's what's happening so we are the ones who are adamant we are the ones who always um, try to work the other way but krishna i'm telling you he is always waiting just like a devotee okay we have not no experience of krishna right we haven't talked with him we haven't seen how he thinks and how he works what about the devotees how are the devotees thinking the devotees are always thinking how to help these people how to somehow make him a uh, make him connected with devotional service if a devotee can think like that you mean krishna doesn't think how does a devotee get that inspiration to think like that <laughs> because krishna thinks like that therefore the devotee thinks like that hmm by associating with krishna by chanting hare krishna the devotee gets all the good qualities of krishna so if a devotee can think like that that means krishna is already thinking like that. that's why devotee thinks like that in fact there is a description i, I do not not know exactly where um in one of the purports or one of the um verses itself in bhagavatam or chaitanya charitamrita it is said that mahavishnu i think in chaitanya charitamrita maybe uh that mahavishnu you know from his pores from his body all these universes come out and at the end of their tenure the universes are destroyed and they they are inhaled back by mahavishnu at that time the garbhodakashaya vishnu in each universe he becomes so angry he is thinking i have given so much chance for these conditioned souls to rectify themselves but they're not interested still rascals these these rascals are still interested in the paltry sense gratification when i'm offering them the highest happiness then he becomes so angry that his eyes become red and fire emanate from his eyes and then with that fire the whole universe is destroyed so the krishna also becomes frustrated with us <laughs> you know <laughs> you you are saying does he give results in a way that helps us he is helping us so much that he becomes frustrated with us <laughs> and he burns the universe at the end of this you know the age of the universe that's you know he is trying too hard to help us we are the rascals who are trying even harder to stay here hard headed rascals <laughs> um next question by guhan kanan again Let me put the question on board on the screen. All right. Here's the third question. Are all Brahmanas devotees of Lord Krishna? Because irrespective of their sect, most of the prayers, even for Smarthas, are for Lord Krishna or Lord Vishnu. Yes. In fact, I come from a Shaivite family, so I got this. thread i wouldn't say sacred thread because the sacred thread was received when i received from shri prabhupad but in the smartha way i received the thread i underwent the ceremony 
of um, upanayanam but it was just a ritual it was no there's no substance in that because by right upanayanam means he is to be admitted in the gurukul and in the under the care of the guru he learns about vedas but that did not happen so anyway um so after that we used to do sandhya vandanam you know and in the sandhya vandan you have to sit down and do all this uh, the whole procedure we were chanting i was chanting the mantras but i do not know what they meant i don't know why i was doing it i, was, I had no idea absolutely and uh, anyway before i mean the starting of the procedure is you have to put tilak and we used to put this tripundra the three line tilak because smartas right so you know how we used to put we used to take the vibhuti take some water on the left hand put some um, you know rub just like we put the gopi chandan then with three lines om keshavaya namaha om narayana namaha om madhavaya namaha om govindaya namaha like that we used to put now you see <coughs> it's shaivite but we are chanting vishnu mantras vishnu mantras so actually one must worship vishnu uh that is the original worship but there are so many sects of uh, sanatan dharma and they worship different demigods <clears throat> but the, in fact you cannot worship the demigods without worshiping lord vishnu so actually it is wrong the real thing is that one must worship lord vishnu <clears throat> so um just by chanting it it does not mean that they are devotees of vishnu just because i was chanting om keshavaya namaha om narayana namaha that does not mean i was devotee of lord vishnu or krishna no devotee means you know devote devotion where is the devotion that's why if you don't receive the mantras from a proper source from a proper guru in sampradaya it have no effect so although i was chanting keshavaya namaha narayana namaha and all that but you see i had no realizations no understanding only when we received knowledge from shri prabhupad then yes it made it, everything made sense hmm. so it is not that the devotees of vishnu <clears throat> they are officially doing it which is still for their benefit hmm, because if they chant the name of god is good but if they commit offenses it will stall their progress because smartas are usually offensive hmm. they are they are more into these rituals but they don't come to the point to the essence of it all that is to become a devotee of krishna dharmasvanushtita pumsam vishvaksena kathasuyah notpadayed yadiratim shrama eva hi kevalam shiya shoyo <coughs> 1.2.8 see this the occupational activities a man performs according to his own position means as a brahmana if you do the brahmana rituals that is our own position if i am a brahmana so the occupational activities a man performs according to his own position are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the personality of godhead so it has to provoke uh, attraction for message for the message of krishna if it does not then it's useless labor so that is not counted among devotional service it may be some you know some piety is there definitely when you chant the name of god there is some piety um 
that will help us you know but because of our offenses again our thing is stalled eventually one day you know either this life or next life or after 300 lives or 300 million lives we'll get a chance to associate with devotees and that association of devotees is the real deal that's when our whole trajectory changes then we go towards krishna so guhan kannan asked a fourth question can you please tell me how you came to krishna consciousness i think i have told this a few times before and uh, our unwritten rule here in these amam sessions is that we answer three questions of every person and if we do have any time then we will come back to the fourth question after we finish everybody's questions because otherwise these sessions can go like really really long and one of the i think i am amam sessions went up to 4 hours that was our record so i don't want to beat those records because <laughs> it's um, i mean we are not in the level of parikshit maharaj and sukadev goswami that we can uh, sit down for you know days on end without sleep or drink or food <clears throat> so well how i came to krishna consciousness well not that important Anyway, I am not a great soul or what. But it's um, something I, that, that I have already shared before. Maybe one day I can make a dedicated video um, explaining myself with whatever pictures or whatever I can collect or <laughs> whatever. Let's see. Um, okay, let me... I do not know how to... Uh, put this on the screen oh, yeah i think i know probably okay one second cuz this is an image okay give me a second huh this question by Okay, so this is the question. His name is um, Ishan. Ishan from India. So he actually emailed me with this question. So uh, I just am sharing a snapshot of that email. So the question is, uh, Pranam Prabhuji, I feel very frustrated on my spiritual life. In the Ashtapadi of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Shikshashtakam, it is said that one should chant with a humble state of mind compared to grass. But I am bugged with anger over people around me, even though I, I very well know that it's against the teachings. But when it comes, it totally knocks my senses out. Same thing with karma or lust. Further, it instructs about chanting with streams of tears flowing from eyes. Now, I feel very dry from inside for God. even though i aspire earnestly for it but i don't feel love of god love for god how to cry when you don't feel anything it also talks about raising hairs in ecstasy and voice getting choked up all these things elude me like rain in a desert i feel very disheartened when i see the state of my heart which does not satisfy a single requirement necessary for bhakti what to do <laughs>
Well, let me tell you that I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> um, I have no hair-raising stuff going on. I have no uh, voice choking up. My voice hurts, that's why I drink some water. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, all these things, um, what is that? Yeah. So it's good that you're feeling um, earnestness in wanting to follow the principles of devotional service and chant sincerely, humbler than the grass and more tolerant than the tree. But um, there are six things that Rupa Goswami had uh, enumerated for all devotees to imbibe. What are they? Okay, let me take this off for a while. If you see in the nectar of uh, instruction, you see. Third verse of Upadeshamritam, Rupa Goswami says, Utsahan nischaya dhairya tattat karma pravartanat sangatyagat sato vritte shadbhir bhakti prasidhyati. <coughs> there are six principles favorable to the execution of devotional service. Being enthusiastic, endeavouring with confidence, being patient, acting according to regulative principles such as Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, hearing, chanting and remembering Krishna, abandoning the association of non-devotees, following in the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. So these six principles undoubtedly assure the complete success of pure devotional service. So these things have to be imbibed and one of them and a very important one is patient at the same time enthusiastic usually enthusiasm means oh you want you know it may be understood like a, um, what is that desire for quick gains quick gains but no enthusiastic you must be but then that enthusiasm should sustain and that is what is meant by patience you have to be patient I mean, the very fact that you have understood the importance of Krishna Consciousness is itself a great progress already from where we have been. You have been like completely, <clears throat> like we have been in animal lives, right? In animal bodies. From that state, now it's a huge development. Even among humans, many humans do not know all these things. So at least you know. So that is good. So now we have to be patient. You won't get this overnight. You can't wake up suddenly one morning and say, Oh wow, hair raising and then tears falling, choking up uh, voice and all that. No, it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. We have to do this day in and day out and day in and day out and prepare to do this for millions of lives if necessary. That's why, as you said, um, you know, streams of tears flowing and all that in the Shikshashtaka. But you have forgotten the last verse of the Shikshashtaka. What is that? Let's see. In the last verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, It doesn't matter whether you come before me or you leave me broken hearted by not being present before me. Still you are my worshipable Lord unconditionally. This unconditional thing, Okay, let me show you. This is an important thing that we need to understand. 
I think it's what 52 probably ಪಟ ಮತ್ಪ್ರಾಣನಾಥ ತುಸ ಏವನಾಪರಃ ಸಿ ಲೆಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಟೈಟ್ಲಿ ಎಂಬ್ರೇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೇಡ್ ಸರ್ವೆಂಟ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಫಾಲನ್ ಎಟ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಲೋಟಸ್ ಫೀಟ್ ಆರ್ ಲೆಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಟ್ರಾಂಪಲ್ ಮೀ ಆರ್ ಬ್ರೇಕ್ ಮೈ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ನೆವರ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ವಿಸಿಬಲ್ ಟು ಮೀ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ಅ ಡಿಬಾಚಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಆಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ಅ ಡಿಬಾಚಿ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಆಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಡೂ ವಟ್ ಎವರ್ ಹೀ ಲೈಕ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ನೋ ಒನ್ ಅದರ್ ದ್ಯಾನ್ ದ ವರ್ಷಿಪಬಲ್ ಲಾಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ so debauch means you know who has affairs with many women who may cheat on his wife so <laughs> that is in the sanskrit lampat lampataha so even if he does that i mean in our case we are not in that gopi bhava let's not talk about it we can say that he may not come before us in any i mean he may not give us seemingly there may be no inspiration no hair raising no you know uh, ecstatic symptoms so it's like it's like krishna is simply like as you say like rain eludes us in the desert all these symptoms are, are eluding you so uh, let it be my duty is to serve krishna see the thing is you know why this comes why this impatience comes it's again stemming from that desire for sense gratification like we want to serve krishna but we are more interested in whether krishna is reciprocating with us or not again we want him to reciprocate with us that's a sort of demand in fact from krishna uh, oh why krishna is not why i'm not getting anything you know it's a subtle subtly Uh, it is actually a desire for that gratification you know we want krishna to respond we want that hair raising stuff that choking of the voice stuff the tears flowing flowing from flowing from the eyes stuff so why because then probably i want to show off or even if it's not for show off i am subtly satisfied if krishna actually reciprocates with me so in other words we are still demanding krishna to reciprocate with us hey i am chanting your name why why you are not giving me any ecstatic symptoms <laughs> okay previously when one is a materialist i am chanting your name you must give me bungalow you must give me car you must give me job you must give me promotion you must give me you must make me pass in the exams that was the kind of demands but here oh krishna you must reciprocate with me now we want a personal dealing with krishna why why 
our chaitanya mahaprabhu's teachings is trinadapi sunichana humble means humble means what when they trample you you don't protest so if krishna wants to trample us if he doesn't want to show us we don't protest whether you come before me or not or whatever you do you do na i will not demand anything from you anyway i have no power to you know demand you anything demand from you anything so let me just be your servant i have to do your seva that's it you see show you a nice verse from shrimad bhagavatam 32913 this is how a devotee thinks सालोक्य साष्टिमीप्य सारूप्यक्यमुतम न गृहणंती विना मत्सम जना अ प्योर डिवोटी डज नॉट एक्सेप्ट एनी काइंड ऑफ लिबरेशन सालोक्य साष्टिमीप्य सारूप्य और एक ईवन दो दे आर ऑफर्ड बाय द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेट लाइक फिगर अबाउट हेयर रेजिंग वॉट what what if krishna actually is right in front of you and you know you are you know you can see him i mean of course krishna is always right in front of us we can't see him but if you can see him if you can be on his planet if you can be his intimate servant how much that would be right so but the pure devotee you see does not accept any kind of liberation even salokya sarshti samipya sarupya or ekatva salokya means to be on the same planet as the lord sarshti means to have the same opulence as the lord samipya means to be very very intimate close associate of the lord sarupya means to have the same bodily features as the lord and um what is that ekatva means to merge into the fulgence of the lord or the body of the lord so these all are also liberations but a devotee does not demand anything from the lord ha huh? vina matsevanam janaha devotional service is what he wants mama janmani janmanishware that is also shikshashtakam right nadhanam najanam nasundarim kavitam va jagadish kamaye mama janmani janmanishware let me be here in this material world for millions of lifetimes if that is what you want krishna but please give me one thing my demand is only one thing please give me the chance to serve you this is the uh, prayer of a devotee so don't feel disheartened at all huh just chant just chant uh, don't expect those symptoms to come in a day or two it will not because the more we are impatient the more krishna will test us hmm. we cannot be impatient in this as rupa goswami said dhairyat with patience dhira so we have to be patient how how long well if krishna wants it to be 20 million years or 200 million years 200 billion years it will be so but we just like you know that uh, cobbler and the brahmana shuchi and muchi story so the when the cobbler narada told him yes because the cobbler asked narada when i am going to uh, when i am do i have a chance of going back to godhead at all then narada muni asked vishnu and came down and said yeah he, vishnu said you can go back to him after uh, as many lives as there are leaves on this banyan tree under which you are sitting because the cobbler was sitting under a banyan tree and a banyan tree has many many small leaves and so many leaves and count how many leaves maybe a few million 
after that many lives so after as many lives as there are leaves on this tree you can go back to him now the cobbler did not protest hey what is this come on you know what i'm chanting his name you know you should take me back what is this no he did not say anything he in fact on the other hand jumped wow what krishna has agreed to take me back he did not care about how many million lives he was so happy to to know that krishna agreed to take him back he did not even expect that although whole day and night he was chanting the name of krishna but he did not expect out of his humility that is what trinada pisunichana means that he he was so humble that krishna he never expected krishna to even take him back because he considered himself so sinful that you know krishna will never even pay attention to him at all but when he heard this words from narada that krishna said oh he will take me back after these millions of years wow millions of lifetimes not years lifetimes each life is a few few years right so few million years later uh he will go back so he was like so happy wow krishna has agreed to take me back this is a huge deal for me so he started dancing in ecstasy so much so that all the leaves fell from the tree and only one leaf was remaining that means after this life he was going back so you see so of course um then you don't uh, say that oh i am also you know i i also want to do that so um, did krishna make all the leaves fall or not the leaves are not falling still you know <laughs> the leaves are not falling because we're not as pure as that cobbler who is chanting and you know dancing in ecstasy when he heard that he's going to take he's going to be taken back after a billion lifetimes so he did not he did not flinch he was happy and that's why the leaves fell down well why the leaves are not falling down for us because we are not there we are expecting the leaves to fall down <laughs> they will not fall down <laughs> hmm so just be patient and just execute your duties associate with devotees engage in some service read prabhupada's books chant hare krishna take krishna prasadam do morning mangala arati hmm all this morning program is very important you do these things you will be completely enthusiastic you will not feel this dryness Mm, that is very important um, you have to be in the fire of krishna consciousness so for that you have to be in the association of devotees who are in that fire of krishna consciousness and then you will also you know if you don't have opportunity for physical association for some reason um then you associate with us, with us on the internet we have whatsapp groups we have you can even ask the devotees for some service that you can do from your place from the comfort of your home so engage in some way you just you know be greedy for it and eventually you will be blessed with so much service that you cannot even handle <laughs> so of course then krishna will give you intelligence how to handle it but you know that is the that is how you get the greedy so greedy patient enthusiastic you know everything together so basically all this we will get in the association of devotees hmm. all right next question Ah this is an imp- interesting question okay let me Wow <laughs> I'm completely covered Oh this is from Krishna Chaitanya okay 
so the question i think this is his fourth question well anyway let's answer kindly let me do kindly let me know that the is there any rule to chant panchatattva mantra in between every round of japa as per shri prabhupada so quite an interesting question i was chanting the panchatattva mantra because i was told like that all the way many years until a point where uh, sundar gopal prabhu once said um, there's no need to chant panchatattva mantra after every round so i was wondering is there any instruction like that then he said uh, look at prabhupada's chanting you know in in the morning when we are chanting japa session we put the prabhupada's tape you know the audio of his chanting so he doesn't stop to say jay shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shri vasadi gaur bhakta vrinda so he just chants hare krishna for like half an hour half an hour plus so definitely he must be finishing many many rounds right so he doesn't stop to say jay shri krishna chaitanya so it is good to say jay shri krishna chaitanya in a Um, before every session of your chanting we chant in fact namo vishnu padaya krishna prishtha bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swamini namine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesha sunnivadi paschata desha tarine jay shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shri vasadi gaur bhakta vrinda so we say all this in uh, at, the, at the start and end of every session of chanting that session may be like maybe 3 rounds or 4 rounds or 8 rounds or all the 16 rounds or even more rounds each session you can actually start this with the uh, panchatattva mantra and then after that hare krishna all the way so as far as i know there is no rule that we have to chant the panchatattva mantra after every you know round prabhupada doesn't do it um and uh, sundagopal prabhu showed me that so i have not seen an evidence that we have to chant after every round <clears throat> so then after that i changed so after that i've started doing like this so i think um, uh, i mean there is nothing wrong in chanting his uh, this mantra panchatattva mantra but there's no rule like that uh, so you can just chant the hari krishna mantra and chant the thing in in the beginning of every session of chanting we do what shri prabhupada does you see what he has shown by example <coughs> next um question by bhakta virendra whether the anger of the sages was in the mode of goodness because the curses of sages turn real and by cursing the weather the piety accumulated by the sages on account of their penances diminished hmm so was the anger of the sages in the mode of goodness and by cursing did their piety diminish so sometimes i'll give you two examples one is durvasamani he cursed ambarish maharaj that was completely in the mode of ignorance hmm. um because that was a mad elephant offense um and undue unnecessary anger uh, in fact even vishwamitra first he was he fell down because of menaka out of lust 
and after that he when he realized his mistake then he again started tapasya and after many thousands of years this time another uh, apsara was sent by indra and when he saw her he became angry this time oh you have come to disturb my tapasya burn you he burnt her with the, his anger because of that he again fell down because this time because of anger so yes his tapasya diminished but that is because sense gratification was the the whole center it is not about how something is in the mode of goodness or passion or ignorance how to judge you should see the 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 purpose for which it is done now devotees fast on every ekadashi by the way tomorrow is ekadashi um <coughs> devotees fast on every ekadashi and that is tapasya and sometimes you will see uh some non devotees do some vrata you know for 9 days they fast on some navratris and all that now sometimes and for example say gandhi mahatma gandhi he he fasted for his country for so many days i think 40 days so there is definitely more uh, trouble more tapasya than uh, the devotees tapasya of ekadashi once or twice a month now so which is greater result the greater result comes from the ekadashi fasting rather than fasting for the country for 40 days so the purpose the purpose was for the country because of his attachment because of his body being born in that country and here the yat tapasya sikanteya tatkurushva madarpanam krishna says in 9th chapter 27th verse of bhagavad gita any tapasya you do you do for my sake so this ekadashi fasting is for krishna's sake and therefore that tapasya is far superior although easier to perform superior to the much more severe tapasya for a lower cause so it's the purpose that really matters so that defines where this uh, tapasya lies more of goodness or transcendental to goodness or passion or ignorance so for example narad muni when he saw nalakovar and manigriva he cursed them but that was a blessing because because of that curse they became trees in the courtyard of nand maharaj and they witnessed the pastimes of krishna childhood pastimes which are very rare to be seen hardly very rare to see and they got such i mean huge blessing and then after that krishna personally delivered them i mean how can you get all these uh, benefits so his curse was based on uh, trying to help them just like prahlad maharaj called the materialistic people as people as fools and rascals not because he wants to use some bad words against them uh, rascals you know these useless fellows no <laughs> not like that uh, he is thinking out of concern for them these poor fools and rascals you know how come they are you know wasting so much time i want to help them but similarly narad muni also saw oh, fools and rascals you know wasting away their you know heavenly life and worldly pleasures and so much so that they have forgotten how to respect even a saint they don't deserve to be here they really need to learn a lesson make them trees punishment is good hmm so what happened that actually rectified them right they saw krishna personally because of that so that cursing is different from the durvasa muni's curse to ambarish maharaj and vishwamitra's curse to the apsara so you see different scenarios 
mm. and how they use it for what purpose that defines just like um hanuman he also got angry and he burnt up lanka so that is good anger so the cursing just like a gun if a gun is in the hand of a criminal it's a bad thing if it's in the hand of a police it's a good thing hopefully the police are you know lawful not like what we saw in the, what is that in america what happened that black man who died you know black lives matter movement so of course so we're not talking about those we're talking about a dutiful policeman so if he can use the gun to shoot a criminal that is good a real criminal um but in the hand of a criminal a gun is bad so gun is good or bad it is in the mode of goodness passion ignorance well it depends how it is being used what is the purpose of its use like uh, arjuna had the the, the those ages the gun was the bow and arrow and he had the gandiva bow and he was shooting faster than a gun actually uh, that was a gun so what whether is good or bad well karna had a bow and arrow arjuna had bow and arrow but which was good and which was bad arjuna's was good karna's was bad because karna's karna was using it in the bad way for a bad cause whereas arjun was using it for the service of krishna so whether bow and arrow is in the mode of goodness and passion or ignorance no it's the purpose which is in the mode of goodness or passion or ignorance so everything depends on the purpose so curse is in the mode of goodness passion or ignorance well it depends on the purpose <clears throat> like the shringi he cursed parishit maharaj that was unlawful i mean that was not correct but then because it's parishit maharaj parishit maharaj turned that curse into a blessing not only for himself but for all of us um instead of he could have contracted the curse because lord vishnu or krishna already saved him while he was in the womb of his mother before he was even born he was going to be killed and krishna saved him so krishna can that means how much krishna loves him so definitely if if parishit maharaj had asked him asked krishna to help him uh, contract the curse of the brahmin boy in fact he was so powerful parishit maharaj is a vaishnav he was far more powerful than a brahmana that to a brahmana boy but he did not retaliate he did not show his power hey what do you think huh you are trying to mess around with me vaishnav i will curse you back no he did not do that vaishnav doesn't get into that ajata shatru he for him there is no enemy others may consider him as an enemy but for him there is no enemy so what he did in in turn he made it into a cons- converted it into a, into a blessing so he sat and for 7 days he heard bhagavatam and that was recorded by vyasadev and today we are discussing bhagavatam because of parishit maharaj's action of not contracting the curse rather than making the blessing and by doing that he benefited not only himself and us but also that boy shringi because now shringi had committed a vaishnava aparad but then that curse became a channel for the bhagavatam to come into the human society so he in, in fact became instrumental so instead of cursing him back or contracting the curse and harming the boy or something he parishit maharaj turned into the ultimate good 
good for the boy good for himself good for parishit maharaj good for all the souls who will hear shrimad bhagavatam amalam puranam vaishnavanam priyam yasmin yasmin paramahamsyam so this is the topmost scripture the topmost the very cream of the vedic literature was discussed was was shared by that incident so changed it completely changed it so this is how a devotee changes things for the better and um um what is the other i was thinking of another example of um, there are many such i mean so anyway the point is this that it all depends on the purpose right next question by vishnu teja wow so big okay let me just try to put it on the screen हरे कृष्णा प्रभु दंडवत प्रणाम जय श्री प्रभुपाद दंडवत प्रणाम आई डोंट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाई गौरीमठ एंड इस्कॉन गुरुवादीज हैव टू गो टू नरक आई नो सिक्स सेवन फोर्टीन एंड सेवन फाइव थर्टी वन स्पीक्स ऑफ लीडर्स हु आर इग्नोरेंट एंड मिसलीडिंग बट द पर्पोर्ट्स गो ऑन टू डिस्क्राइब पॉलिटिशियंस हु आर मैनिपुलेटिव वाइल द गुरु होक्सेज आर एटलीस्ट टीचिंग गॉड कॉन्शियसनेस टू सम एक्सटेंट I understand iskon isn't spiritual or bona fide nowadays but what would they need why would they need to go to narak for when they follow the same principles as prabhupada anugas puranjan prabhu said they had they'd have to become attack ants that eat their guru alive who would have been reborn as a snake or a worm but i don't see how that would logistically make sense for similar reasons in my second question yeah that's quite stupid but anyway uh, and then garuda puran 2.22.69 says that if a person willingly lives in the service of despicable people that person becomes a ghost chastisement by shri yamaraj and then entrance into the heavenly planets so that so they can continue advancing from there is also reasonable but would anything else have to be done for, to them in naraka on the other hand non carnist christians can go to the heavenly planets when the christian leaders are just as if not more unscrupulous than the guru hoaxers okay so let's go to some uh, this evidences see <clears throat> you are saying that uh these uh, verses of 6714 or 7531 uh, talking about blind leaders and misleaders um that they are politicized political and manipulative but is that not what is going on in iskon right now are they not trying to politicize it they're trying to play what is politics shri prabhupada defined politics very nicely in one question and answer session politics means i think in a letter maybe so politics means how to scheme so that my sense gratification is protected 
that is politics my sense gratification or the sense gratification of my people is protected that is politics whereas only krishna conscious devotees they are not politi- politicians a real devotee you know they are not politicians they don't scheme for the sense gratification but if i try to become a guru without the order of sri lokeshwar prabhupad that is um, not obedience okay and that is basically sense gratification i want worship i want adoration i want money dakshin i want all these things i want the power so these are all sense gratification the weeds of devotional service which have taken over the devotional creeper and when we try to protect that especially in the in the iskon circle the guru the bogus gurus um they try to protect their guruship and they, they don't accept the legitimate presentations of prabhupada anugas or you know the followers of the ritvik system they don't accept our um, arguments at all although we are showing everything from shri prabhupada's teachings they always try to counteract with stupid um, you know arguments very very childish sometimes and f- uh, foolish in fact and they come up with these things why they're protecting their sense gratification of their enjoyment why can't you see that and especially in reference to the 6714 which is this um tesham kupatha deshtrinam 6714 i don't know if you have seen our ritvik uh, series of videos पदताम तमसे ह्यधा ये श्रद्धद्युर्वचस्ते वै मज्जन्ति अश्मप्लवाय सो लीडर्स वर फॉलो इन टू इग्नोरेंस एंड मिस्लीड पीपल बाय डायरेक्टिंग देम टू द रॉन्ग टू द पाथ ऑफ डिस्ट्रक्शन एज डिस्क्राइब्ड इन द प्रीवियस वर्स आर इन इफेक्ट बोर्डिंग अ स्टोन बोट एंड सो टू आर दोज हू ब्लाइंडली फॉलो देम अ स्टोन बोट वुड बी अनेबल टू सिंक अनेबल टू सॉरी अनेबल टू फ्लोट एंड वुड सिंक इन द वॉटर विद इट्स पैसेंजर्स सिमिलरली दोज हू मिस्लीड पीपल गो टू हेल एंड फॉलोज गो विद दम नाउ you say that this is in response to i mean this is in relation to some politics okay if you don't remember this one we have shown in the ritvik series and this is in reference to the um uh what is that insult that indra did to his spiritual master this is exactly the same context in which we are um quoting this verse against the iskon vadis no guru vadis in iskon so <clears throat> uh, let's see the translations of this chapter okay then you'll get an idea you see 671 okay 6714 is that verse right so we'll read from 671 all the translations so that we know the storyline prior to what why i mean that verse maharaj parikshit inquired from shukadev goswami oh great sage why did the spiritual master of the demigods brihaspati reject the demigods who were his own disciples see guru and disciples what offense did the demigods commit against their spiritual master please describe to me this incident see it was a incident of a disciple uh, offending the spiritual master which is the same in the case of iskon shukadev goswami said o king once upon a time the king of heaven indra being extremely proud because of his great opulence of the three worlds transgressed the law of vedic etiquette seated on his throne he was surrounded by the maruts vasus rudras adityas ribhus vishvadevas adhyas ashwini kumara siddhas charanas and gandharvas and by great saintly persons 
also surrounding him were the vidyadharas apsaras kinnaras patagas and uragas all of them were offering indra the respects and services and the apsaras and gandharvas were dancing and singing with very sweet musical instruments over indra's head was a white umbrella as effulgent as the full moon fanned by yak tail whisks which is chamara and served by, with all the paraphernalia of a great king indra was sitting with his wife shachi devi who occupied half the throne when the great sage brihaspati appeared in that assembly brihaspati uh, sorry indra was sitting with his wife shachi devi who occupied half the throne when the great sage brihaspati appeared in the assembly in that assembly brihaspati the best of the sages was a spiritual master of indra and the demigods and was respected by the demigods and demons alike nevertheless although indra saw his spiritual master before him he did not rise from his own seat or offer a seat to his spiritual master nor did indra offer him a respectful welcome indra did nothing to show him respect in our case the iskon the his prabhupada's disciples are not showing him in any respect his instruction is there do the ritvik system no respect completely disobeying willfully and justifying it hmm Yeah Brahaspati knew everything that would happen in the future seeing Indra's transgression of etiquette he completely understood that Indra was puffed up by his material opulence same thing with Iskon the gurus were puffed up with that whole you know big in fact Tamal Krishna also confessed in 1980 that oh now we have become guru it has our sense gratification has come out in the highest possible manner he said that in his own uh, confession in 1980 which is the which is also mentioned in our um, you know initiations after 1977 book that we published so although able to curse you see here indra seeing indra's transgression of etiquette he completely understood that indra was puffed up by his material opulence although able to curse indra he did not do so similarly although shri prabhupad could curse his disciples when they were scheming against him he did not do so instead he left the assembly and in silence returned to his home shri prabhupad left this planet he would have you know probably wanted to live much longer you know translate bhagavatam ramayana mahabharata he wanted to do all that but he left in fact shri prabhupad said that his spiritual master bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur would have lived much longer but he decided to leave leave seeing his disgusting he was disgusted seeing his third class devotees third class disciples who were scheming in fact it is said that even bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur was poison hmm. and of course poison cannot act uh, on a pure devotee if he if he chooses to like prahlad maharaj he drank poison nothing happened right but in this case the they wanted to go they wanted to leave you know so similarly prabhupada also left just like brihaspati left hmm. Indra the king of heaven could immediately understand his mistake but in our case these con gurus they don't understand the mistake yet still um realizing he had disrespected his spiritual master he condemned himself in the presence of all the members of the assembly after brihaspati left he the realization dawned on him because he is advanced soul no but these people still the realization has not dawned on them that they have disrespected that they have gone against the order no still they are thinking they are heroes they are fully following prabhupad um, so you see realizing he had disrespected his spiritual master he condemned himself you see this is the difference between a exalted soul and a you know not exalted soul fallen soul 
Indra, although he yes he did a mistake, but immediately he had the um, you know the power of intellect, or you know he had the decency to accept his mistake. But these people, we have shown them so many times, so many times they have seen our argument. In fact, instead of accepting, they have created some counter argument books. One hundred reasons why Ritviks are wrong. They have made a book. and you know like so many similar books just to refute and if you see those arguments you will laugh you will start laughing what kind of arguments they are they were presenting there so <clears throat> but indra he immediately understood and then he himself spoke this verse alas what a regrettable deed i have committed because of my lack of intelligence and my pride in my material opulences I failed to show respect to my spiritual master when he entered this assembly and thus I have insulted him. Although I am king of the demigods who are situated in the mode of goodness, I was proud of a little opulence and polluted by false ego. Under the circumstances, who in this world would accept such riches at the risk of falling down? Alas, I condemn my wealth and opulence. If a person says one who is situated on the exalted throne of a king should not stand up to show respect to another king or a brahmana, it is to be understood that he does not know the superior religious principles indra himself is saying hmm. then he quotes this verse leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction as described in the previous verse now indra is a leader when he showed when he disrespected his spiritual master because he is a big leader and so many demigods and different varieties of demigods were under him he is giving them an example to also disrespect the spiritual masters in that way he is putting in them all in jeopardy that's why he considered himself like this leaders who fall into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction it means he is leading so many others to also disrespect their spiritual master brahaspati here also in iskon they are the leaders the gbc they were the leaders they are the lead being leaders they are disobeying prabhupada and they teaching all the downline devotees to also disobey prabhupada so how this verse is not in context of um, our uh, you know this uh, iskon system it is completely perfectly exactly in context of this um, of this um, thing that is going on in iskon same and um, Let's take seven five thirty one for example. Nate vidusvar thagatim hi Vishnum durashayaye bahirartha manina antha yathandhay rupaniya manas tepi shatantram urudam nibadha. persons who are strongly entrapped by the consciousness of enjoying material life and who have therefore accepted as the leader or guru guru okay strongly entrapped by the consciousness of enjoying material life and who have therefore accepted as the leader or guru a similar blind man attached to external sense objects cannot understand that the goal of life is to return home back to godhead and engage in the service of lord vishnu now let's take in this context now shri prabhupad has used this in many different contexts the same verse whenever he blind leader he he sh- he quoted this now who is that guru who is blind or a leader who is blind who is attached to external sense objects now although they are you know um 
talking about Krishna and all that. They want these things. They want the adoration. I mean, if they cannot, if they don't have any confidence in going back to Godhead themselves, how can they take charge of thousands of disciples and say that I'm, I'm going to bring you back to Godhead? Guru means he must be able to say that he is bringing you back to Godhead. So they are having their own sense gratification and they're supporting that and they're trying to protect that, fence that. Huh? <clears throat> and um, they pose as spiritual masters. And I mean, why did Srila Prabhupada also say that in the Gaudiya Math, none of them are qualified to become Acharya? None of them. So, you know, that is, um, it's, it's, it's just, they're beyond that. They, they are not qualified. When they can, when they're not qualified, they cannot accept the position. They are misleading others. Uh, how many times it is said that the Guru has to be Uttamadhikari? And Krishna has made a nice arrangement, Prabhupada has made a nice arrangement that he is available still. The Uttamadhikari Vaishnava is still available to take initiation from. Why not? Why we should disrespect? Why we should disobey that order? Why is it not blind? It is blind. So, uh, politics, manipulation, that's exactly what they did. They manipulated so many devotees now uh, from the true path. Is that not manipulation? What else is manipulation? Is that not politics? What else is politics? Not only that, you know, the, the governments of the countries, are, not only that, politics means to um, protect politicians why are they called because they have their own self-interests to protect or their country's interests that is why it's called politics their country means again it's based on, based on the bodily concept their own sense gratification or the sense gratification of their people hmm. so similarly the gurus have their own sense gratification going on in the name of Prabhupada and ISKCON yeah, ISKCON uh, society so so this is going on hmm. That's why this is uh, bad. And well, Narak, <coughs> definitely, I mean, <coughs> if uh, one offends Prabhupada, is that a good thing? Should he not be punished? Just like Nalakovar and Manigriva, they offended Narad Muni. What they got? They became trees. So, trees are supposed to be hellish life. They have to weather so many conditions. Uh, similarly, <coughs> when uh, somebody doesn't have the, any respect for the Acharyas, then he will go to the darkest region of hell that is stated in the Ishopanishad 12th, 12th Shloka in the, in the purport also. Although, yes, it was used in the context of impersonalists and other who have... But it similarly applies to those who have no regard for the Acharya. I mean, let's read that since we are in the topic. You know, This is Ishopanishad Mantra 12. The pseudo-religionists. <coughs> the pseudo-religionists have neither knowledge nor detachment from material affairs for most of them want to live in the golden shackles of material bondage under the shadow of philanthropic activities disguised as religious principles. By a false display of religious sentiments, like Radhanath Swami, 
they present a show of devotional service while indulging in all sorts of immoral activities in this way they pass as spiritual masters and devotees of god such violators of religious principles have no respect for the authoritative acharyas iskon gurus have no respect for prabhupad <coughs> the holy teachers in the strict disciplic succession they ignore the vedic injunction acharya upasana one must worship the acharya one must worship the acharya's words also yeah? that is mean, that means worshiping acharya and krishna's statement in the bhagavad gita evam parampara praptam this supreme science is received through the disciplic succession instead to mislead the people in general they themselves become so called acharyas but they do not even follow the principles of the acharyas is that not true in the case of iskon gurus first principle of acharya means he must follow his spiritual master's instruction if the spiritual master's instruction is not to become gurus if they become gurus where is the following of the instruction what kind of acharyas are they and these rogues are the most dangerous elements in human society because there is no religious government they escape punishment by the law of the state they cannot however escape the law of the supreme who has clearly cl- declared the bhagavad in the bhagavad gita that envious demons in the garb of religious propagandists shall be thrown into the darkest region of hell shri ishopanishad confirms that these pseudo religionists are heading toward the most obnoxious place in the universe after the completion of their spiritual master business which they conduct simply for sense gratification i mean is does that not completely like perfectly fit like you know like sometimes they say loose fit and you know, sometimes too tight and you know, this is like exact fit so this is what is happening i mean there's definitely going to be repercussions and you know by the mercy of shri prabhupad they may get again the chance of serving him again definitely but definitely they also going to face the consequences of vaishnava aparad and guru aparad that is also there where and how they going to face it we don't know but definitely is going to come um, i mean we don't pray for that we we are not praying for those uh, for that to happen but it's their own actions in fact we are praying that that does not that does not happen neither for the gurus nor for the disciples all these people if they understand that prabhupada is the only guru and everybody can be going go back to godhead without any problem now there is a big stumbling block these gurus have put their sense gratification dam you know and blocking the whole flow of mercy so that's how that, that's what we are fighting now all right so now go to the next question um wow another long question by vishnu teja <coughs> vishnu teja is asking long questions So the question of Vishnu Teja, second question: If a slaughtered cow was only slaughtered because it was a cow killer in a previous life, how was the initial cow able to be killed in the first place? Through my own mental speculation, I have come up with the following. Okay, you have admitted it's mental speculation, right? Okay. <laughs> it was a person who really wanted to eat cow flesh his whole life, but couldn't, and then he became a cow because that's all he thought about, and then somebody slaughtered him. or it was when the priests stopped being qualified and when they did fire sacrifices with animals the animals actually started dying are any of these right also when flesh eaters go to narak do the souls of the slaughtered victims um have to go to narak with them to take part in the torture or are they tortured by nightmarish automata 
of their slaughtered victims because it seems the former option would impede the evolution of their victims consciousness <laughs> you're overthinking it you know this chain of karma is far more complex than you think you know it's not just like you know one thing happened and this okay done no <laughs> why something happens and why how is it arranged how the punishment for that is arranged so many things come into play and krishna just arranges everything perfectly now you are thinking of when is that first cow that was slaughtered it's like asking when was the first soul who came to this material world when did this material world start when was the first soul from spiritual spiritual world fell down here i mean this world material world has been going on since time eternal and ever since then the killing of cows all these things were going on kaliyuga happens every time and you know there always these things are going on uh, somehow or other now if you want to know the exact reason of why this and that happened wasting time we we cannot understand how krishna is arranging all these logistics of arranging the person who commits the sin and the person who punishes him for the sin now a person murders another man now why why did that man become murdered because something he has done in his previous life uh, so because this man murdered him this man actually helped him get rid of that uh, past sinful reaction right then why this man is now punished uh, why because he had the desire to murder so he, he had to face, that first person had to face his face his reaction of being murdered but then who will murder him another person another stupid fellow who is who you know somehow uh, wants to do something bad uh, they are both connected made to come together and one person murders the other one and then the other person now gets the reaction of murdering this man and he will have to undergo the uh, punishment for that uh, it can also happen that that murdered man would die in a accident where nobody is responsible maybe in a, some avalanche or some lightning strike maybe indra will become implicated but indra you know <laughs> demigod so it can happen through natural disturbances or some he slips and falls it can also happen like that he can die but then why somebody murders him but sometimes he can actually slip and fall and die also so how karma is so intricately arranged for every single soul for all the countless numberless living entities it's way beyond way way beyond our comprehension so so let's not even try to be krishna for a second and try to figure this out because krishna doesn't have to figure it out at all he just does it like that he just continues to play on his flute and maya his agency his potency his energy will take care of everything personal secretary so uh, don't worry about all these things how how exactly it started when we know okay we have already the, i mean the scriptural evidence that okay let's see the scriptural evidence we just accept the scriptures don't speculate you know how this scriptural evidence is true and what exactly happened the first time how did it all start pointless wasting time yetve yetvanevam vidosantah stabdhah sad abhimaninah pashun druhyanti vishrabdhah pretya khadanti te chatan 
those sinful persons who are ignorant of actual religious principles yet consider themselves to be completely pious without compunction commit violence against innocent animals who are fully trusting in them in their next life such sinful persons will be eaten by the same creatures they have killed in this world you have said what some some weird word used what was that automata <laughs> what is automata i think it's uh, some kind of a holographic version of themselves or something like that let me see what it is define automata a moving mechanical device made in imitation of a human being yeah it's like something like a <laughs> an imitation of that animal and in that animal goes in let's not speculate let's just accept the shastra as it is mm-hmm. so how krishna is going to um, arrange all that it's his business not ours what he reveals to us we will take it if that is what he wants us to understand how it's going to happen exactly maybe it's automata as you said i don't know or maybe it's not uh, or similar scripts how it does not what we have to accept is the statement of scripture we cannot speculate like that when it is said that the same creatures um will eat those you know those people who kill them we just have to accept the statement how krishna is going to arrange that none of our business krishna said it and that's it let's not speculate and you know go into this mental gymnastics we cannot conceive all these things okay so don't bother too much chan hari krishna and if you have so much time to think all this you think how do you plan how to you know spread krishna consciousness and save some souls <laughs> introduce krishna consciousness to them or read prabhupada's books chant more eat prasadam do these things okay <laughs> next vishnu teja third question wow this is a long question okay i think ah uh, okay i'll put the there is some answer you have already given to that question anyway let me just put the question here So the question is is the BAPS I think it's I forgot the full form here yeah. um or swami narayan sampradaya an apasampradaya is that an apasampradaya I recently saw a video of a BAPS freer convert to christianity because of his bad experience with the organization and the philosophy Their founder Sahajananda Swami seems like an epigon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then he along with his followers proclaimed himself as the source of all incarnations the spiritual master of Sahajananda Swami was reportedly initiated by Sri Ramanujacharya in a dream they provided vedic evidence to support this but the verses they have uh, taken from the Srimad Bhagavatam are gross mistranslations and i don't have the knowledge to validate the other ones I remember Bishika sends click fabricated verses to support his claim as an incarnation. 
believing this they only worship sahajananda swami and succeeding spiritual masters whom they also consider to be incarnations they claim their parampara is a branch of the shri sampradaya but then they teach mayavadi concepts participate in mundane welfare activities and practice austerities not mentioned in the scriptures so is that an apasampradaya well it definitely looks like um in one instance prabhupad mentioned this um, that in the swami narayan sect they say and the leader said that even if krishna wants us to eat meat we will stay vegetarians we are die hard vegetarians he said so he said that is wrong if we should do what krishna asks us to do and if he wants us to eat meat we should we are not here to become vegetarians we are here to become devotees of krishna and devotee of krishna means like he asked arjuna to kill his relatives even if krishna asks us to do that we have to just do of course not that krishna asks us to do that but in arjuna's case he asked him to do that and he did it karishya vachanam tava i will do it in the beginning he was hesitating whereas here in swami narayan said he is saying i will not do it if krishna asks me to eat meat that means who is he trying to be that's why prabhu says he is trying to be more than krishna there is a fault there so and you are saying that they are having mayavadi concepts participating in mundane welfare activities that's not just definitely not the work of a vaishnav and practice austerities not mentioned in the scriptures okay some of them may be subjective now you have also shared a quote of shri prabhupad regarding this so let me so that's that actually pretty much answers the point answers your question let me put it on the screen so here we have so the uh, it's a conversation between shri prabhupad and, and an indian man <coughs> indian man says no no he is from that sampradaya they worship god as swami narayan my lord is narayan swami means the lord and narayan is the lord so they say that swami narayan swami narayan just like we chant hari krishna hari krishna they chant swami narayan swami narayan swami narayan the lord is narayan lord is narayan lord is narayan so swami is narayan you see actually what did he preach our swami is narayan so they have swami narayan song prabhupada said that is mayavad that is mayavad indian man that is mayavad or whatever it may be indian man say oh lord is narayan prabhupada say everything is mayavad as soon as we say our swami is narayan it is mayavad so they are saying that they are man they are guru who is uh, narayan when they equate man and god or you know ordinary jivatma to krishna that's mayavad so that's what um, so that's why you see, here you see they say our swami is narayan you know in fact that is what they do they worship that man their guru as narayan as you also said so that is mayavad hmm. you cannot do that like we don't worship shri prabhupad as krishna oh this is krishna we are worshiping krishna no we don't do like that we don't say prabhupad is god we never say that we say sakshadharitvena samasta shastraye the guru should be given as much respect of as one gives to god because he is the confidential messenger of god but not that he is god Hmm. So this Indian man, you see, he is arguing with Prabhupada. The Indians are expert at arguing. So 
see so th this is this is um swaminarayan so yeah i mean they have vaishnav background somehow but uh, there's a lot of um, question marks and all these things don't add up to actual vaishnav um, behavior and philosophy so that is that and thank you for doing the research and coming up coming up with the code as well because hmm, i did not do this research you you yourself did it so thank you very much next this is from a lady named charu she is a bhakti actually in singapore only she is a devotee <coughs> so her question is hari krishna prabhu i heard that chitta marjan is a leela performed by chaitanya mahaprabhu chitta means the heart and cleansing the heart is a leela performed by chaitanya mahaprabhu could you please throw some light and vedic reference with regards to this leela uh what i know is gundicha marjan Gundicha Marjan is explained in the, if I'm not wrong, Madhilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, 20th chapter, I guess. So there, anyway, that's a long subject. We have to do another class on that. I'm not going to do that now. Because it's a very, very important chapter and um, important lessons to learn from that. But let me just see if I can uh, locate the exact chapter of it. No, it's not 20. Gundicha Marjan is... Uh, 12, 12th chapter. As you can see here, the cleansing of the Gundicha temple. Oh, sorry. CC Madhya, chapter 12, the cleansing of the Gundicha temple. This is called Gundicha margin. And in the Gundicha margin, the Acharyas have given very nice purports like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, I mean even uh, Jeeva Goswami. They have nicely explained the meanings of the gundicha means it's actually a temple gundicha temple in jagannathpuri and chaitanya mahaprabhu cleaned the temple very thoroughly and with that cleaning cleansing of the temple the um, how we should cleanse our heart how we should uh, you know since chitta marjan has to be done how this cleansing of the heart has to be done that is uh, shown by the acharyas So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cleansing of the Gundicha temple is a great lesson for devotees how to cleanse our heart. So in that way he showed, but not exactly Chitta Marjan Leela or something like that. It is Gundicha Marjan Leela through which he showed us how to cleanse our own Chitta. See, ultimately we have to cleanse our own Chitta by associating with Krishna in the form of his holy name and associating in the, I mean, performing devotional service. That is the whole thing. So... the cleansing of the gundicha temple is the leela not the, and uh, the details of this it's very very elaborate in fact so i um, request you to kindly go and read this chapter we don't have time in this session to go through that chapter actually i wanted to do a, a whole um, series on gundicha margin leela one day not one day it will take a few days so uh, maybe one day we, i mean once we can do that when the time is right <coughs> all right so uh, next question
बाय भक्त वीरेंद्र सॉरी बाय भक्त सुब्रमण्यम हरे कृष्णा प्रभु धन्यवाद प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोज शिशल प्रभुपाद धन्यवाद प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोज प्रभुपाद प्रभु कैन वी स्विच बिटवीन चैंटिंग बीड्स एंड क्लिक काउंटर्स वाइल चैंटिंग अवर राउंड्स फॉर द डे बिकॉज आई विल हैव टू ट्रैवल मोस्ट ऑफ द टाइम एंड आई एम नॉट श्योर वेदर आई कैन टेक माई चैंटिंग बैग चैंटिंग बैग अलॉन्ग इन द बस वेर देर इज अ लॉट ऑफ डस्ट प्लीज क्लैरिफाई इन दिस रिगार्ड प्रभु सो इफ देर इज अ लॉट ऑफ डस्ट देन यू क्लीन इट ऑफन बट यू टेक द चैंटिंग बैग चैंटिंग बैग there may be some place for using the click counters like in countries where you know it's kind of illegal to carry chanting bags around like some devotees are there in the middle eastern countries sometimes they may be harassed because of chanting bags so you know that is a different issue and sometimes i also know that pregnant mothers when just I mean, not pregnant oh, sorry when they give birth nursing mothers at that time the first few months for the child it's very very uh, intense and you don't get time to chant around properly so that's when you know you can use it in those emergency situations in those you know when you absolutely cannot use um, chanting beads but otherwise we should always use the chanting beads why otherwise shri prabhupad would have just asked the americans to just use click counters and then chant no why he made so much effort you know that they should use chanting beads you know he you know he made that you know standard practice so otherwise you know eventually what will happen is the whole movement will become unrecognizable see all these things it may be same like it may sound the same like clicking on a counter and chanting beads well it's counting right what is the difference after all we have to chant 16 round that's what matters right so if we think like that then the next question is what matters is our devotion what matters is our chanting right similarly the krishna west started hridayananda goswami of uh, iskon bogus guru he also started this krishna west in the same similar fashion he said our movement is about chanting harinam whether we wear dhoti or whether we wear our traditional dress and kanthimala or tilak does doesn't matter ultimately we have to be we have to chant 16 rounds follow the four regulatory principles these things we have to do other things are you know external he was saying like this and in that way he started this whole movement of krishna west where they use click counters or they use um, they wear um, shirt pant and tie and suit you know uh, trying to be like westerners and you know they think if if you wear something like totally like a robe or something like that oh you will you will give them a culture shock so in order to preach to the westerners we have to dress like westerners and you know make them feel comfortable and you know uh, l- let us not call them to the temple let us call them to the loft you know make it sound more posh and make more sound make it sound more western you know that if that was the way then shri prabhupada would have done that when he went to the western world he would have done that but he did not do it why because he wants to keep the purity intact in fact he was so strict as to not even shave ask them uh, sorry ask them to shave he was so strict that he asked his disciples to regularly shave not keep facial hair you know like a like a hippie or long hair you know 
because some some people were attracted to chaitanya mahaprabhu's pictures oh he had long hair i also will have long hair <laughs> prabhu said chaitanya mahaprabhu is a hippie transcendental hippie but we cannot be so chaitanya mahaprabhu can do anything anyway after when he became sanyas he he shaved himself so either way whether he has hair or not <coughs> he is krishna he is chaitanya mahaprabhu we are nobody to question him okay we have to follow just follow if you ask us to wear tilak wear tilak put on tilak that's it and dhoti wear dhoti uh, if you travel wear dhoti and travel the, the problem is people are shy devotees are shy to carry the bead bag around don't be shy just show them say let some people laugh at you let some people make fun of you let some people inquire from you what it is and then you have a chance to start talking hmm so and uh, if it gets dirty if that's your concern then wash it a little more regularly instead of maybe once in a two months maybe once in two weeks or once in a month but you know that's a, that can be adjusted but don't change the system just to um, justify some a trivial thing if it's like as i said if you are in the middle eastern countries where sometimes japamala carrying around is not legal or it's, it gives gets you into trouble and that's a different issue or as i said a mother who has just given birth because i'm seeing you know gorangi mataji uh how you know just after childbirth how she's juggling her this thing chanting and uh, how uh, taking care of the child and all that it's very difficult very very difficult so then it's a different issue but otherwise you should chant with the beads and when you are t- when you are touching tulsi that is also purification hmm next question by bhakta virendra let's put my let's put the question on the screen hare krishna prabhu dandavat pranams as per bhagavad gita 9.30 verse krishna says that even if one commits abominable action but if he is engaged in bhakti yoga then he is to be considered saintly because he is firm in his determination can you explain how can a devotee engage himself in abominable action is this verse meant for kaliyuga devotees whose sins can be excused since they are performing devotional service ah no not that <laughs> kaliyuga devotees <laughs> what is <laughs> what is kaliyuga devotees are they krishna devotees or kaliyuga devotees kaliyuga devotees are called kalichelas krishna devotees are called vaishnavas so whether in kaliyuga whether in satyayuga devotees are devotees they are not bound by uh, space and time okay devotee is always the same did is prabhupad any different from uh, say dhruv maharaj no is he a kaliyuga devotee prabhupad devotee is a devotee i mean he is a pure devotee is a pure devotee in any yuga Uh, of course we are not pure devotees um that does not mean oh we can commit abominable actions okay good very good i will do any nonsense and i will become devotee okay to understand this you have to read the purport of that verse then you will understand are you reading the purports are you reading prabhupad books properly huh 
if you read the purport it's i mean it's right there i mean these two should they shouldn't be questions like that you know these things are quite straightforward prabhupada is explaining the purport same see it's a long purport you see it's a long purport anyway let us read these actually you have to do this is your homework anyway for the benefit of everyone watching um we will read purport the word sudurachara uh, let me let us read the translation even if one commits the most abominable action if he is engaged in the devotional service he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in the in his determination so purport the word sudurachara used in this verse is very significant and we should understand it properly properly okay when a living entity is conditioned he has two kinds of activities one is conditional and the other is constitutional um when we are um in the in the material world we have conditional activities we have constitutional activities constitutional activities are our devotional services conditional activities are like passing stool passing urine eating or bathing these are not spiritual activities of course if you eat prasadam that is spiritual but you have to eat to maintain this body you have to go and pass stool you have to go and pass urine you have to take shower so sometimes you have to earn your you know living so these are all conditional activities in reference to our body to maintenance of the body so these are not devotional service per se right so conditional activities and constitutional activities by constitution we are actually eternal servant of krishna so devotional service is the constitutional activity and our body maintenance is conditional activity okay so when living entity is conditioned he has two kinds of activities one is conditional and the other is constitutional as for protecting the body or abiding by the rules of society and state certainly there are different activities even for the devotees in connection with the conditional life and such activities are called conditional besides these the living entity who is fully conscious of his spiritual nature and is engaged in krishna consciousness or the devotional service of the lord has activities which are called transcendental or constitutional such activities are performed in his constitutional position and they are technically called devotional service uh now in the conditioned state sometimes devotional service and the conditional service in relation to the body will parallel one another in the conditioned state sometimes devotional service and the conditional service that means bodily maintenance and devotional service will parallel one another but then again sometimes these activities become opposed to one another as far as possible a devotee is very cautious so that he does not do anything that could disrupt his wholesome condition he knows that perfection in his activities depends on his progressive realization of krishna consciousness hmm so sometimes you have to you know do material things which are maybe opposing our devotional life okay so as far as possible a devotee is very cautious so that he does not do anything that could disrupt his wholesome condition he knows that perfection in his activities depends on his progressive realization of krishna consciousness sometimes however it may be seen that a person in krishna consciousness commits some act which may be taken as most abominable socially or politically 
but such a temporary fall down does not disqualify him. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that if a person falls down but is wholeheartedly engaged in the transcendental service of the Supreme Lord, the Lord being situated within his heart purifies him and excuses him from that abomination. 11.5.42 The material contamination is so strong that even if even a yogi fully engaged in the service of the Lord sometimes becomes ensnared. But Krishna consciousness is so strong that such an occasional fall down is at once rectified. Therefore, the process of devotional service is always a success. No one should deride a devotee for some accidental fall down from the ideal path. For as explained in the next verse, such occasional fall downs will be stopped in due course as soon as the devotee is completely situated in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, a person who is situated in Krishna consciousness and is engaged with determination in the process of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, should be considered to be in the transcendental position, even if by chance or accident he is found to have fallen. The words Sadhureva, is, uh, he is saintly, are very emphatic. They are a warning to the non-devotees that because of an accidental fall down, a devotee should not be derided. He should still be considered saintly, even if he has accidentally fallen down. Now the, now the word is accidentally fallen down. It's not persistently and willfully fallen down. Okay? Um, and the word Mantavya is still more emphatic. If one does not follow this rule and derides a devotee for his accidental fall down, then one is disobeying the order um, of the Supreme Lord. The only qualification of a devotee is to be unflinchingly and exclusively engaged in devotional service. In the Narasimha Puran, the following statement is given. Bhagavati chahara vananya cheta bhrishamalino pivirajyate manushyaha nahishashakalusha chabihikadache timiraparabhavatamupaiti chandraha the meaning is that even if one fully engaged in the devotional service of the Lord is sometimes found engaged in abominable activities, these activities should be considered to be like the spots that resemble the mark of a rabbit on the moon. Such spots do not become an impediment to the diffusion of moonlight. Similarly, the accidental fall down of a devotee from the path of saintly character does not make him abominable. On the other hand, one should not misunderstand that a devotee in transcendental devotional service can act in all kinds of abominable ways. This verse only refers to an accident due to the strong power of material connections. Devotional service is more or less a declaration of war against the illusory energy. As long as one is not strong enough to fight the illusory energy, there may be accidental fall downs. But, one, but when one is strong enough, he is no longer subjected to such fall downs, as previously explained. No one should take advantage of this verse and commit nonsense and think that he is still a devotee. If he does not improve in his character by devotional service, then it is to be understood that he is not a high devotee. Okay? I think that's very, very clear. Alright, next. Question by Ayapa. Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Shri Prabhupada. 
Many atheists and Muslims claim that Manusmriti is encouraging to eat cattle meat. I have not read those. Kindly clarify and refute these, their ideas. Um, there are some uh, verses. I don't know, Manusmriti, maybe in Brihadaranyaka Upanishad or something like this. Something it is mentioned. But. Um, I have to read them again. There is one verse, there is some very uh, interesting verse which said, uh, one who can uh, take a young violent bull head on and kill the bull and eat its meat, then his uh, child will become a great orator, a great speaker. Well, uh, first of all, who can... <laughs> stand before a raging bull and let alone kill it kill him if somebody can do that that's a different thing but that's not the only way people can become great orators like Prabhupada was a great orator Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was a great orator I mean they did not eat their, you know, it's not that their father ate some uh, raging bull um, no I mean so and not all people who eat bulls actually become orators <laughs> also, right? Uh, so this slaughterhouse business is completely out of the question. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. No religion no religion will allow that. This is all some uh, adjustments made, made by humans. But any religion, no religion will con- uh, condone animal killing. Even if it does provide some facility for that, it is only uh, in restricted, very, very restricted conditions. So, but, um, you know, many people don't care for these regulations. So, I do not know the particular verses. I have not read Manusamhita in fullness. But I can say that uh, definitely Goraksha Vanijyam, you know. Goraksha is a very important uh, aspect of our civilization that we have to protect the cows. And um, if at all it is mentioned in some way, we have to see the context. Like this Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, I said, um, there is that kind of statement, which Zakir Naik actually quoted, by the way. And um, <laughs> so that also shows uh, something which is impossible to do. Okay? Anyway, it's stated in the Vedas, so it is there. But again, on what conditions? We have to see the full context of it. Then only we can. People can easily misquote things. And I'm telling you, Zakir Naik is an expert at misquoting things. Expert. Um, that's his nonsense rascaldom. That, I mean, if he wants to preach his Islam, nobody is... I mean, let him preach. Don't come into the purview of the Vedas and try to mess around with the shlokas, quoting it them in your own way. Uh, that's absolute rubbish. Then next question by Bhakta Virendra. Hare Krishna Dandavat Pranams. 
spirit soul is eternal while the material body dies so do spiritual and or devotional activities performed by a person accumulates in the next life of person or maybe bestowed him or may even bestow him eternal life in spiritual world as compared to material activities which includes material education wealth belongings and everything which ends with a person's death yes why god has created this material world in such a way that very few understand importance of devotion while most of the jeevas are in bodily conception of life arising from ignorance of eternal spiritual self again don't blame god for it why god has created that way because we wanted it that way we are the rascal adamant people who wanted it that way that we want to be away from him so he gave us the facility to be away from him but if somebody is fortunate uh, he can actually um access the way back to him also but most of us do not want to see that way back nobody is interested in selfless uh, devotional service uh, as opposed to sense gratification everybody everybody wants sense gratification and that's why they are not exposed to this that's the reason why <coughs> but the sense gratification program is arranged in such a way by the lord that ultimately it leads one to question what am i even gaining by chasing the sense gratification that questioning will come after many many lifetimes of chasing sense gratification and one will then come to the point of questioning well, what am i even gaining i mean it's just trouble after trouble after trouble ah then it it kindles his thinking and then starts the questioning and then krishna will give the access to the pure devotee and then path back to godhead so in order to induce that thinking of um, why am i not being happy here he arranges this whole sense gratification program in the material world where one tries for sense gratification but then he faces with a lot of challenges and sufferings <clears throat> all that is meant to of meant for him to question the whole system and that's when if he really questions if he really wants his happiness if he's really sincerely seeking his happiness Ah, then krishna will expose this devotional path to such a person next question hmm <laughs> interesting question on ekadashi can we use toothpaste it might contain grains <laughs> so well uh like that there are many many things um but um actually the real standard of ekadashi following is actually you should not brush your teeth on that day on ekadashi one should not brush brush his teeth by right Bashila Prabhupad never really um, enforced that. And if we can have neem twigs, we can use that. Uh, but you know, not it's not available everywhere. So Bashila Prabhupad never really asked us not to use a toothpaste. We can just use it and um, try not to eat eat the toothpaste. You know, wash the mouth and spit it out. So <laughs> I think um, that can be done. <coughs> so we can uh, follow to that extent so if shri prabhu specifically said don't use toothpaste because it has grains that's a different thing he did not say to that extent i mean even when he knew that sugar had um, sugar is white sugar is processed with 
cow bones or something like that. Prabhupada said, what can be done? You know, Kali Yuga, everything is like this, contaminated. But still he used it. Oh, cow bones, okay, then let us not use it. He did not say like that. So, of course, it doesn't mean that we, have, we can use everything. We have to always try for alternatives which does not have these ingredients. But, um, you know, if it, if it is there, I don't know. I have not seen any rice or wheat or grains as ingredients. I don't know if they are there, but if they are there, Sri Prabhupada never really um, uh, enforced such a rule that we cannot use toothpaste. Um, we can use it, you know. That's what I understand. Unless there is a instruction against it, if somebody is able to share such an instruction, then I will correct myself. But until then, I, Prabhupada was very practical. I mean, he was. Um, he arranged, I mean, he allowed us to, you know, wait a second, something is disturbing me, okay. So, Sri Prabhupada was very practical and he just allowed us to, you know, follow our path and with uh, not too many rules, you know, burden us with, he did not burden us with too many rules. Alright, next question. Sri Priya Nambiar. Hmm. This is a very common question. We have answered this question before. Anyway, it's a good practice session for me again. So we'll kind of do it again. So this question is, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, a small doubt. If everything is destined in life, do we really have any free will? Kindly explain, Hare Krishna. So we have explained this question many times in the past. Even in, I think in the AMAM sessions. But free will and fate. So, I'll give you a simple example of a convict in a court. Now, before he came to court, it was his free will to act whatever he wanted. He used or rather misused his free will in committing a crime. Now, every one of us has the same free will. We can either act lawfully or we can be an outlaw. That free will we all have. We can all be criminals if we want. Right? If you really want to see how the prison looks like, it's not very difficult to do it. We just have to do some crime and we will go in. Right? So that chance is given. That is free will. Now, this person, this convict, he has used his free will or rather misused his free will and committed a crime. And now he's in the court of law where the judge has pronounced a sentence against him saying that, okay, you know what? 10 years for you inside the jail. So when he said that, now the next 10 years of the person's life is destined, he's going to be in jail. That is fate. So, when he's in jail, he doesn't have the freedom that one can have in the, in the free society. Um, but he can do one thing when he's in jail. He still has the free will of being very obedient inside the jail and, you know, um, maybe, probably, you know, sometimes it does happen that, you know, if he's well behaved, they sometimes, you know, reduce the sentence and maybe after seven years, okay, you go out. 
because he's like okay no problem with him he has realized his mistake so that kind of thing so anyway we have to even in jail we have we can still be a nice person i mean uh, rectify ourselves or we can do even worse things inside the jail get into mafia there are so many mafia groups inside the prisons all kinds of gangsters you know all kinds of bad association is there because all kind of bad asos- bad people go there right criminals so you may be influenced by them and you know become even worse or you can rectify yourself and come out of it now well we are in such a position now fate what is destiny what is what is fate and what is destined in our life now whatever we are to experience in this life because we are already serving a sentence now every body that we get is a sentence in itself our material existence is also already a sentence okay of punishment a term of punishment but inside that also each life is a term of punishments each life is a term of punishment so like that we are undergoing many different terms of punishments so whatever we have to experience in this life like for example that convict who is in the court whatever he is supposed to experience for the next 10 years of his life is already written down it's already legislated he is going to wake up every morning and do this 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 is all until all the way to the night and he is going to get this food and this everything is already destined you see so in that state he doesn't have free will because he misused his free will to come to this point where he imprison himself like a cocoon you know what's a cocoon a silkworm has free will and he wounds the um, the silk the saliva around itself and to get trapped inside the cocoon i think there's a verse like that shrimad bhagavatam 6 uh 1 i think i don't know 52 probably yeah देह्योजित षडर्गो नेकर्मा कार्यते कोशकार इवात्मा कर्मणाच्छाद्य मुह्यती द फूलिश एम्बॉडिड लिविंग एंटिटी इनेप्ट एट कंट्रोलिंग हिज सेंसेस एंड माइंड इज फोर्स टू एक्ट अकॉर्डिंग टू द इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ द मोड्स ऑफ मेटीरियल नेचर एगेंस्ट हिज डिजायर्स ही इज लाइक अ सिल्क वम दट यूजेज इट्स ओन सलाइवा टू क्रिएट अ कोकून एंड देन बिकम्स ट्रैप्ड इन इट with no possibility of getting out the living entity traps himself in a net- network of his own fruitive activities and then then can find no way to release himself thus he is always bewildered and repeatedly he dies you see that his own saliva that was his free will he could do anything with his saliva but he was stupid enough to make a cocoon and become trapped in it so we have our free will but we were stupid enough to trap ourselves in this cocoon of destiny of fate and now we are in this cocoon of this lifetime where our enjoyment our suffering is everything is already predestined we asked for it we engineered this cocoon with our own saliva <laughs> we ate nonsense you are what you eat so according to our eating according to our consciousness everything then we created this whole thing so it starts with the tongue even self realization starts with the tongue using our saliva to digest krishna prasadam and chanting hare krishna so it all starts with the saliva or should we be like the silkworm 
with our own saliva bound ourselves up in a cocoon of karma bandhana so so that is the difference between free will and fate now in a given situation now okay if you say okay this life is all fated so i can do nothing much here no you still can that's the beauty here we have that just like in a jail in a prison you can still behave nicely and you know come out of jail quicker similarly if we really understand our crime our crime was that we went against krishna and try to be a separate enjoyer now if we become a devotee of krishna krishna says his promise is that as he emphatically proclaimed in the bhagavad gita in the last chapter in the 66th verse सर्वधर्मान् परित्यज्यं मामेकं शरणं व्रज अहं त्वाम् अहं त्वाम् सर्वपापेभ्यो मोक्षयिष्यामि माशुचः abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me i shall deliver you from all sinful reactions do not fear all the karma bandhan i will remove so what we are experiencing at this moment is a result of our fate our destiny but what we can do at this point that is our free will like for example shila prabhupad's life <clears throat> he received a letter stating that his manager his business manager who was supposed to manage his business cheated him and the whole business is lost he lost the whole business so he received a letter with that information from some from a good friend of his now when he received the letter shila prabhupad smiled wow this is nice <laughs> he said krishna has removed this attachment of business now i only have to preach his message hmm so he took it that way but a materialist would experience the same thing and he would go to drinking immediately he would go to the next uh, pub or some club or some you know wine shop and then buy one buy some wine and start drinking or some beer or whatever he gets drunk so two different reactions to the same situation so what the situation is is yeah that is destined but how do you react to that situation that is still your free will and it's not about only reaction it's about also being proactive with knowledge reacting to situations is one thing but then proactive being proactive uh, chanting hari krishna so all and reading prashil prabhu's book so these things are proactive measures that we can take um, to change our heart so whether whatever whatever situation we are in we can always open our mouth and chant that free will we always have huh? sometimes you know in some families they are not allowed to chant they can even silently you can silently hari krishna hari krishna 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 hari 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 ram hari ram 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 you can still do it i mean nobody can stop you from thinking about krishna nobody nobody can imprison your mind and force it not to think about krishna <laughs> you can always think about krishna you can always chant his name there is no bar so <clears throat> that free will you still have and that will never be taken away from you but what you will experience is the fate uh, what you do with that situation that's free will like parishit maharaj he was cursed oh fate how strong is fate seven days is going to die 
but he made it into something so beautiful beautiful Srimad Srimad means beautiful Bhagavatam the beautiful Bhagavatam came out of that and he was purified Sukadeva Goswami was purified by chanting it he was purified by hearing it and now we are getting purified by reading it and even Shringi who cursed the Maharaj Parikshit he would also have become purified because he was an instrument in now the Bhagavatam being narrated so it is like you know everybody is purified by that action so it's what you make out of the situation and you can only make out the best in any situation if you're a devotee because then you know exactly how to dovetail everything in Krishna's service even a bad situation how to dovetail a, a reversal in Krishna's service like the other day uh, we were uh, discussing in a Bhagavatam class about old age and death these are unpleasant situations but old age as unpleasant as it is can be a great impetus for a devotee hmm? oh old age is coming you know although we know theoretically that yes with every single second we are getting near to death but we you know maya is so strong that it just keeps us away from that understanding and forces us to enjoy material life so then by krishna's mercy our hair becomes starts to get gray that is Krishna's mercy. Why? Hey, you are forgetting that death is coming. See, look at your hair, reminding us. And that hair will not change color. Of course, we want to change color, we want to dye it. But again, it comes back. So, we want to try to hide from the truth. But this grey hair is you know, talking to us. Krishna talks to us through the grey hair, through the wrinkled skin. He will talk to us. Hey, you are no more the young man. Death is approaching. Wake up. Become serious. Chant Hare Krishna. Uh, become devotee. Stop your materialistic activities. Grey hair. This is mercy. Krishna's mercy. So, a materialist would like to cover it and dye his hair until he is 90 years old. Like I said, you know, that Rajnikanth. He is still dancing with girls who are like the age of his do- granddaughter. He is like always 70 something, I think. Uh, he is dancing with girls still 20 years of age. Dyeing his hair black and all that hair transplant, whatever he is doing, wigs or whatever. But uh, that is, <laughs> that's not what, what we should do. We should face the reality and take the, take the um, um, instruction, take the warning in the right sense and use it rightly. So, fate is there, old age is there, it's painful, yes. But let that pain be a reminder that this material body is nothing but pain and death is fast approaching now let me become serious we should always be serious but just in case we were not the gray hair will remind us the wrinkled skin will remind us the the the, um, the ability of not going up the st- uh, not being able to run up the stairs like i was told the other day Prabhupada, he was on a staircase you know he stopped and he turned to his disciples and said i if i still want to run up the staircase just as I wanted when I was a child. But now I can't do it. I'm an old man. So I am the soul having the same desires, but the body is not allowing me to do so. So, uh, I should understand. Oh, if I cannot run up the stairs, I'm getting old. I should start chanting Hare Krishna seriously. Death is fast approaching. So you see how everything can be molded in Krishna's service whether reversals, whether old age, whether everything. So, this is fate and destiny and how we can change the narrative 
that this situation spring by being krishna conscious this can only happen if we are krishna conscious situations will happen but what story we want to make of the situation that narration that narrative we can change based on our reaction to that, that situation so if we are krishna conscious then we can make everything a positive uh, step towards krishna every reversal every challenge mm. i think there is a i don't know who there was a materialistic i mean writer who wrote a book called the obstacle is the way the obstacle is the way um well basically i think his his concept is that the obstacle which you think is the obstacle that very thing may be the actual path to the destination that you're trying to reach so it's especially true in devotional life the obstacle is the way like we think we want to enjoy and then old age comes ah this is like <clears throat> but actually that obstacle is the way because just like parishit maharaj he was the king of the planet undisputed you know pure devotee everything perfect beautiful wife obedient children perfect kingdom everything perfect suddenly one curse curse came obstacle huge obstacle but he made it into the way of his ultimate salvation so um devotee is the perfect person i mean a devotee knows how to perfectly make his so called obstacle into his actual way of going back to god so that guruna pe vichar lete any situation like the pandavas yasmin sthito na dukhena guruna pe vichar lete even if the most Uh, difficult situation comes he is not bothered he doesn't budge he is in fact the pandavas the narad muni said that oh you by the the tribulations that you went through your faith in krishna never diminished in fact on the other hand it increased more and more with each and every difficult situation so how they turned it and made it into a positive by going back to krishna um so increasing their faith in krishna that is what we should do all right so just a, a side note although i have answered this question before fate and fate and um, destiny i mean destiny and free will i may say okay refer to that such and such episode but it is good for me to repeat that because is good practice to exercise our, ourselves to repeat that message over and over that's why i don't like to use template replies for uh, scriptural answers like i don't want to like as much as possible I, i would like to repeat myself again because by repeating myself again i am forced to think about it and i've i'm forced to articulate it i'm forced to um think about it in a in a flowing manner so that it's good for me because i am reminded every time by doing that but if i just give a template reply of okay refer to this link okay no i am not engaging with it i am not engaging with that knowledge i am not engaging with the realization but if i repeat again that's good for me because i am again revising it myself that is a revision for me so this is uh, why i'm saying this because every one of you you are now asking questions um and getting answers from from us 
but you will have to answer questions of people who will meet you and when preaching you have to answer questions and by repeating and repeating and learning the art of how to um, understand the whole concept and how to articulate it that is very important it's good to practice unless we practice we will not we will not become proficient at it so in fact i am actually thinking i am thinking it's just my thought that i want to start a session where i want to ask questions and you will answer and you raise your hands and you answer i want to do that on an online platform um i'm thinking of how to do that i think we can in zoom or something um i i will think about it but at this moment i have no time for doing that but i will definitely start doing that because i want you to answer i want you to come up with the answer it never mind is faulty never mind is absolute crap but that effort to bring out because otherwise our knowledge is not tested it's not revised it's good when you hear an answer well explained wow that's that was a good answer but then if you are asked to repeat it if you are asked to explain it will you be able to explain it as clearly to another person so it will not come in fact as you go and preach as you go and distribute books outside you are forced to engage with people in that way and when you preach to your relatives or your you know neighbors or colleagues or friends or whoever it's easy to say prabhu they are not devotees prabhu they will never take it prabhu they will just they are they are not interested it's easy to say that but maybe i am not presenting krishna consciousness as well as uh, i should maybe it's a test for me whether they are rascals or whether they are fallen souls or whether they are absolute nonsense or whatever it is it is a test for me the situation is a test for me to glorify krishna now whether it's a stupid question or somebody asks something whatever it is it is an opportunity for me to revise my understanding of krishna consciousness and therefore i must be serious in answering that question never mind even if that person takes the answer or does not it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether he takes up the answer and becomes a devotee and becomes interested it doesn't matter at least i try and when i try maybe i'm not presenting it the way it should be presented maybe i'm concocting some something or maybe i'm just rambling something i don't even know what i'm saying then i can ask the devotees prabhu can you kindly guide me not to explain me explain to me how i should answer this but i will answer this question you tell me whether it's right or not and where am i going wrong where which part of the explanation is not correct and how can i correct what should i do if you ask like that or if you just observe how shri prabhupada is answering the questions that are put to him or how the devotees who are you know fairly knowledgeable enough how they are answering the questions that are put to them and then try to inculcate those things and you know repeat them uh, you should you should bring out with your own mouth you should start to talk it is it seems everything seems understandable when you listen to an explanation wow yeah actually that to makes total sense okay i'm convinced when we ask to repeat it that's when we absolutely fail it just goes uh, goes out from our mind we are totally lost we don't know what to say unless we practice we won't get into that so that's very important that's why i i i was willing to repeat the answer again because each time i will say in a different way i will articulate it differently but all those angles of vision are good because i am revisiting that same understanding the same realization the same philosophy from different angles from different you know 
I never gave the cocoon example for example for 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 example. I did not give it before in the in the this this answer answering this question. But this time it just you know came. So Krishna will guide us as we you know serve him by repeating his message. So he will give us new and new and realizations, newer angles. You know that will help us and help those who hear us. All right. So next question by Ayappa, uh, Prabhu. Okay, let me just put it on the screen. Okay, here we go. Um, by Ayappa, Prabhu, can we use dhupa cone? that we call Sambrani in Tamil instead of incense sticks for Arati. It's done in home by a traditional method with herbs. Yeah, you can. Then uh, next, last question so far. Let me put on the screen. Okay. What's the significance of the Lord wearing peacock feathers? Does Lord Balaram too wear peacock feathers? I see he wears a white feather in his turban. So in many ISKCON temples, they offer peacock feathers to Balaram or Nithai. Yeah, we can still dress them like that. No problem. Prabhupada allowed it. I don't know especially when whether Balaram actually wears, but uh, usually Vishnu Tattva we we put peacock feathers there's nothing wrong with that and what's the significance well that's his favorite you know and it's the most most beautiful looking feather actually krishna chose the best feather you know best of feathers for his decoration and if he likes it then that's it who is there to question that hey why are you wearing peacock feathers who are we to say that <laughs> he is the one who created the peacock he is one who created the feathers and he is the one who wants to wear it and we are nobody to question that all right i think that is the end of the session thank you very much for participating and uh, <laughs> exam vanadakshi <laughs> mataji is saying exam time yeah i should examine it actually examine all of you you should answer the questions <clears throat> Actually, Srila Prabhupada did that. Srila Prabhupada sometimes played uh, the role of a Mayavadi with his disciples and asked questions as if he was a Mayavadi and he asked his disciples questions. And then when, he, when they gave answers, then he counteracted their answers with Mayavadi explanations. And they had to come up with a very, really solid answer. And uh, <laughs> when they failed to answer properly, then he will answer. <laughs> And sometimes they answer, they get to answer it properly. Okay, well and good. So that's how he used, he used to test them. And actually, it's very important that we should do that. We should test. We should have tests, oral tests or written tests. I want to really, really get that into a program. Well, to organize a written test, I don't have the wherewithal at this point. I, I will try. But oral test is something which maybe is easier to conduct because just like you know, you can just ask the question and then, you know, get, I mean, answers from you and then let's see how the answer is. And <laughs> we will correct it or 
whatever you know or if it's good enough then it's good all right thank you very much um we'll meet again on wednesday with bhagavad gita class and then again on saturdays with chaitanya charitamrita as our usual schedule and apart from that any new programs and all that not at this point and of course we have sundar gopal prabhu's lectures on saturday and sunday mornings live streamed on facebook uh, that you can watch and uh, yeah we'll see you again hare krishna shila prabhu pad ki jai anant kodi vaishnav vrind ki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna